Hello and welcome to Blooming Curious, the podcast that's all about nurturing that natural curiosity in our earliest kids and students. I'm Edwina, your host from the Ed's Lessons blog, a passionate advocate for play and inquiry, and on a mission to keep children curious and questioning. The days of talk and chalk are over. We're diving into the world of integrated, inquiry and nature-based learning and exploring those strategies that create lifelong learners. So if you're a classroom or homeschool educator, or even a curious parent, then this is the place for you. You know, it's so frustrating and heartbreaking when you're faced with children who are not interested in learning. In my own teaching, I regularly come across kids who are just not interested in learning. And when I've had conversations with parents, they say, my kid's not interested in anything. The only thing he wants to do is be on his iPad. These are difficult times and we as parents and teachers are in competition with the digital device that produces an incredible amount of visual stimulation. We can't get away from digital devices. They're here to stay. So the question then becomes, how do we ensure that our children have a balance and remain curious about the world around them? I think the trick is to start early and then to create habits that easily become part of our daily routines. So today I'm going to talk about just five ways we can help our kids stay curious. The first step towards creating an environment rich with curiosity is you and me. We are the facilitators of learning. It's our enthusiasm for learning and exploration that is the fuel that lights the fire in our kids. Our responses and our questions have the power to keep children's curiosity healthy and flourishing. Our words, our facial expression and our attitudes are the catalyst for instilling a love for learning and curiosity or not. As educators and parents, we have the power to open up that world of awe and wonder and fascination for children and to foster their natural curiosity about the world around them. So if we want our kids to be curious, and we really do need them to be if we want them to enjoy learning and meet their full potential then we need to model curiosity and an interest in the world around us. When a child holds out their hand to us with a snail or a bug or a worm perched perfectly in the center, their eyes shining with excitement, at that moment we have an opportunity to foster their curiosity and a lifelong love of learning or to just snuff it out. Our feelings about spiders and snails or worms are really not important. It's not about us. It's not about our feelings, it's about them. And when a child shows interest in something and we help them find out more, which of course is the foundation of inquiry, it's not just children who learn, but it's also the perfect opportunity for us to learn alongside them. I can't tell you how many times I've learned about different animals and plants just by helping kids find information for their various interests. So remember, it's you and me, people. The second way I think that we can keep kids curious is to get them outdoors. One of the best things we can do is to provide opportunities that will allow these kids to explore and be curious. And nothing fascinates children more than the natural world. Just about any outdoor pursuit is the perfect opportunity to encourage curiosity and wonder. You don't always have to visit a zoo or a park or to go on a bike ride. You just hang out in your backyard or in the playground. All natural environments provide wonderful opportunities for curiosity. 
Just think about it. When kids are building sandcastles on the beach or in a sandpit, they are learning about the properties of a material, and in this case sand, and how it gets to keep its shape when they remove the upturned bucket, or how sand or water is contained and takes the shape of a container, but then falls through when there are holes. Not to mention children's fascination with ladybirds and snails. Just this week, while on lunch duty, I saw two little girls poking around some plants in a shady area of the playground. When I asked them what they were looking for, they enthusiastically replied, snails! They knew where to find them. And then went on to tell me where snails live, and did I know that snails ate paper? I so wished I was their class teacher, because we could have got so much fun exploring why snails eat paper and watching their mouths move by placing them in a transparent plastic lid and looking from underneath. I've done that so many times. Learning about spiral shapes and where else we could find spirals in nature. Um, Discover species of snails and even explore art by looking at Matisse's paper collage called The Snail and making snails out of clay and even making a snail habitat which we could use to investigate and explore and learn how to take care of living creatures. So the outdoors and everything it offers is a great way to encourage children's natural interest. And the third way I think we can encourage curiosity is through unstructured play. Unstructured play is equally important for nurturing a child's curiosity. The research, by the way, is clear. Allowing a child to just play without purpose is invaluable for healthy social, emotional, cognitive and creative development. In Maggie Dent's book, Saving Our Children from Our Chaotic World, she cites research that shows that unstructured play, that's play where you just leave the kids alone in the natural environment, is not only important for growth and development, but is vital for that integration of neural pathways for all multiple intelligences. Being fully immersed in play is highly significant for kids. It provides them that a deep sense of joy and well-being that is profoundly necessary for healthy social and emotional well-being. So just leaving kids to play without our interference is crucial to them developing a host of skills, things like independence, problem-solving, creativity and cooperation, to name just a few. The fourth way I think we can keep kids curious is by creating an interesting environment. So of course, As I've just mentioned, being outdoors in nature is really the perfect environment because nature is full of interest. But how do we create stimulating environments in our classrooms or in our homes and gardens so that children can be curious? There is a move away from all those bright colours and plastic toys to create more natural environments with tactile objects and toys often made from natural materials and arranged or displayed to provoke interest. And to bring the outdoors in and to provide elements that kids would naturally find in nature. Plants and sticks, yes, sticks, they're okay. Stones and pebbles, wooden blocks and shapes, interesting seed pods, pieces of cloth or fabric, string, clay, water, cardboard boxes, sand, and all manners and shapes of containers. All these things provide opportunity for open-ended play. They provide opportunities to be creative. A stick can be a fairy wand, a magic wand, a pencil. They can be used to build structures, make patterns or flagpoles and even hobby horses. None of these are just one thing. 
For example, a toy car is just a car, but a stick can be anything, only limited by imagination. And apart from natural objects, having plants and animals to observe, be it a snail habitat or an aquarium or stick insects, this opens up a world of inquiry projects. We also need to be providing opportunities for children to express themselves creatively by providing opportunities to create with paper and paints and wool, felt, crayons of all types, charcoal, pastels. And of course, then, what about opportunities for pretend play? Dad's old shirts, hats, old blouses, bags, all sorts from vintage or secondhand stores make excellent props for imaginative play. There's no need to go and buy Snow White's outfit or, I don't know, Spider-Man costume. There's nothing wrong with them. Have them, absolutely. But you don't have to go spend a fortune on ready-made costumes, which then, of course, only limit a child to that character. So go and shop around some second-hand shops and see what you can find there. And, of course, no interesting environment can be without books. Picture books, chapter books, lots of non-fiction books on a variety of subjects, atlases, children love maps – all displayed so that they are easy reach for kids to access. Then, of course, the question arises, well, how do we store and display all these objects? Well, we need to do it in a way that is attractive and interesting so that children are drawn to them. Displaying and storing these objects attractively in woven baskets or wooden boxes and bowls on uncluttered open shelves where children can access them easily and independently is the way to go. Our outdoor areas need to be attractive too. We need to incorporate open shelves and milk crates attached to a wall where old pots and pans and sticks and other weatherproof items can be stored. Just browse Pinterest for tons of ideas on inspiring indoor and outdoor learning spaces and how to set them up. My fifth tip um, on how to keep kids curious is by asking open-ended questions and encouraging children to ask questions too. Questioning is fundamental to having a curious mind. I saw this meme the other day that said, everyone saw the apple falling from the tree, but only Newton asked why. Makes you think, doesn't it? How little we ask why nowadays. Asking questions is actually the first step to engage our learners, to really inspire our kids to be lifelong learners, to um, to need that need to cultivate curiosity and a habit of questioning and then to encourage exploration to find the answers to those questions. Hey, don't be tempted to simply give children the answers to questions. Rather, just help them to find the answers. Inquiry invites a learner to take an active role in their learning so that they're not just sitting there waiting for us to put stuff inside their heads so they actually become involved in their learning. And when kids are encouraged to get involved in hands-on learning, when they're experimenting or building or creating, it puts a whole new spin on their learning. And learning becomes fun. And when we're involved in that inquiry process, we educators, and remember, parents or educators, are no longer talking at children, but rather facilitating their learning. It requires a mind shift on our part. And we'll be delving into this world of inquiry in future episodes. Okay, so those were my five ways to keep children curious. Thanks for listening, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, hey, make sure to click that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And if anything I've said today resonates with you 
or you think my content is awesome, then please leave a review, which will really help me grow the show and keep going. Thanks so much and be sure to visit me at bloomingcurious.com and listen out for the next episode next Tuesday. And remember, curiosity isn't just a trait, it's a superpower. So until next time, stay blooming curious.